Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Revelation chapter 5 verse 6. Verse 5 it says that, And I wept, and I wept because there was no man, no one worthy to open the scrolls and to lose the seals. And he said to me, weep not. He said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scrolls and to lose the seven seals. Then I turned and he said, and I looked and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. There was a lamb standing. He was describing a lion that has prevailed. But when I turned, it was a lamb standing. And then he described a lamb having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Last week, I spoke about how the seven eyes Okay, I said number seven in scripture means um, the completion in God's operation. Okay, so seven stands for completion in God's operation. Whatever God is doing, completed. So he created everything and finished it. And then the seven, so it took seven days for everything to be done and dusted. All right, seven days. And when you read um, Revelations, it says that, write this, I think Revelations chapter one verse four. This writes to the seven churches of Asia. It's not just like the churches uh, to, uh, to, the, to the seven churches. Yeah, to the seven churches of Asia. It's not that the churches are just seven. All of them. Seven is a, a number of completion. Watch this. Completion in God's operation on earth. Okay, very important. Completion. So seven. So when he says that, I saw the Lamb with seven eyes. It's the eyes are, as I said, sorry, seven horns first. That's horn signifies fighting power. And he has absolute, completed fighting power to get the job done. All right. And then seven, seven eyes is the comp- eyes are for searching and observing. So there's nothing that he will, he will be, he won't, his eyes won't be able to see, okay, or observe. But I explained that according to Revelation chapter 1, verse 14, the eyes of Jesus Christ, which, who is the Lamb, the eyes, his eyes were like flaming fire. All right? His eyes, his eyes like a flame of fire. And I explained that fire is, when you come to God, I, I'm just trying to take it systematically. When you come to God, fire is for purification. Fire is for judgment. In um, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29, you can write this text quickly. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 29 said, let's read it out loud together from the screen. Let's go. One more time, louder. It burns things out. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 13, it says that every man's work will be tested by fire. Each, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it. Why? Because it will be revealed by fire. And if fire, uh, and, the, and the fire will test each man's work of what kind of, what, what, kind, what substance is it made of? So 
Fire is for judgment. In Revelation chapter 19, verse, verse, um, verse 11 and 12, it talks, Revelation 19 to 11 and 12, now I saw, I, I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on, uh, on him was called faithful and true. In his, and in righteousness, he judges and makes war. Sorry, makes, makes war. Okay, so in righteousness, he judges and makes war. He's a judge. Look at the next verse. Because he's a judge, his eyes were like flaming fire. It's for judging. Revelation chapter 2, verse 18 and 19. Look at this. Revelation chapter 2, verse 18. It says that, and, and to the angel of the church in Titaria, write, these things say the Son of God, whose eyes, uh, whose, uh, who has eyes like a flame of fire, his feet like fine brass. Look at the verse 19. For what? Fine brass. And I know your words, love, faith, and uh, your patience. And as for your works, the last are more than the first. So, as I know your works, I'm actually observing and judging things. So, fire is for judging and fire is for purifying. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 27. Hebrews 10, 27, and I move away from the fire. Hebrews 10, 27 says that, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and a fiery indignation which would devour the adversary. See, so God judgment comes with fire. So when we say the lamb's eyes, his eyes, the description, I remember I spoke about uh, songs, of, songs of Solomon chapter 5, verse 12 or 12, 5, Songs of Solomon chapter 5 says that his lies are like dove's eye. That's for a loving eyes. But the one in Revelation is not a loving eyes. His eyes are like dove's, doves by the uh, rivers of water. So, but the one in Revelation is not like dove's eye. It's fire, eyes of fire. That means that this lamb on the throne is a lamb judging. So when he's looking at us, when he's looking at you, he's actually observing you, searching you, and purging, watch this, purging something out of you. He's something needs to be bent out of your life. Amen. Oh, yes. Amen. 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 Something. Oh, Magada Shakai. Something needs to be bent out of your life for the house of God to be built, for you to be a useful material. So, this is, Pastor, this is an interesting. This is interesting. He said, he said, I wept because there's no one to take the scroll in heaven. In the midst of the throne, I turned. He said, no, don't weep because the lion. So he's a lion who defeats the devil. Okay, don't, don't weep not, for the lion of the tribe of Judah has, has prevailed. Then I turned and I saw a lamb. A lamb is for a lamb that was bleeding. That bleeding lamb is for redemption. He redeems us. So the threefold role, work of Christ, he deals with it. Because no one can deal with the devil. No one. No one on earth. He deals with the devil. He stops the devil, he paralyzes the devil, he defeats the devil, the lion. Then sin, nobody can do anything about human sin. He is the only one. In fact, on earth, he told, he looked at a sick person and he said, say, arise and go, your sins are forgiven. And, and the Pharisees said, who is this man who can forgive sins? Because you, a man can't forgive sins. It's not in the remit of men to forgive sins. But it's only God who can forgive sins. Jesus forgave sins. And so sins are taken care of by the lamb. It takes a 
lamp, a sacrificial work, the, the death of, on the cross to pay for our sins. So when he, he presented the one who has prevailed in heaven, he showed a lion who deals with the devil. He shows a lamp who deals with our sins. But he says the lamb who deals with our sins is not only a redeeming lamb, but he also seems to be something else that is coded in his presentation. What is he? He had, lion, he had horns, seven horns. He is a fighting one, but he had eyes. And the eyes were seven. The last week, I quickly took us to um, um, Zechariah chapter 3, verse 9. Look at this. I need you to see this. It's very important. Zechariah chapter 3, verse 9, it says, it talks about a stone. Zechariah 3, 9. For behold, the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon the stone are seven eyes. Ah, pause it, pause. This stone has seven eyes. It's not stone then. It's a personality. Actually, eyes, you must be living to have eyes. But already we know Jesus is the stone that the builders rejected. He's the chief cornerstone. He is the capstone. He's the foundation stone. So he actually is stone. But now in Zechariah, we find out that he is the stone that was cut to take away the duty of the people. He's there. Read it. He said, so upon, upon the stone are seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave, I will cut. I will cut its inscription, says the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land one day. It's the stone for them. So Jesus Christ is not just the lamb. He is still the lamb, but he is the lamb with eyes which make him a stone for building. Stone, so long as God is concerned, stones have one purpose, building. The key theme, the overarching theme, the, the subject of the Bible, say, is about the building. Oh, this is good. Don't miss this. The subject of the Bible is about the building of God into man. So I don't, I don't mean God's building, but I mean the process of God building himself into man. Does that, that make sense? So that's why born-again Christians, we say we have God in us. And Paul... Apostle puts it this way. Galatians chapter 4 verse 19. He says, my little children over whom I travail until Christ be formed in you. God's plan is to form Christ inside you. That should have made you say hallelujah. hallelujah. Think about it. This is Christianity. That he said, my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed. So God's work. God. This is it. This is the core of the message. This is the core of the message. God's purpose and the message of the Bible, the theme of the Bible, the subject of the Bible, the program of God for the, the, the why we have the Bible is for God to build himself into humanity. Amen. So in Genesis, don't eat of that fruit. Eat of this tree so that I can check into you and Satan check into him. And the lamb had to come and deal with Satan and uh, uh, the, ask, ask the lion deal with Satan and ask the, ask the lamb and his blood wash our sins and make us now ready to contain God again. And from that time, God's purpose is to build himself into us. And then when you become born again, it's not the end. Right. So the purpose of God is to build himself into man. Having established that, that is why he's still a, he's a stone. So the fact that the lamb has seven eyes means that this is the stone lamb. It's not just the lion lamb. It's actually the lion lamb stone. <laughs> or lion stone lamb. 
He's a lamb, but he's a stone. Not ordinary stone, because he said, ye are living stones. We are also stones. The book of Matthew presents Jesus as a king. The book of, the gospel of Mark presents him as the savior, se- servant savior. The book of Luke presents him as the man. But the book of John presents him as God who came to save us. So he didn't start with his mother. Book of John never started with anything but started from eternity. How did he start? In the beginning was the word. He didn't go, uh, an angel visited me. No, no, no. Nativity story cannot feature in the book of John. It's never the Check your Bible. It doesn't feature because John is showing us how Christ is the God who created the universe, who created the man, who, the man who killed him. So he didn't kill God, but they killed him as man. So he said, in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. So it started by saying, it started with eternity. Guess what? I'm going somewhere. This, you like this. Don't miss this. It started with eternity. So in the beginning was the word. The word was God. And the word became flesh. Now he dwells amongst us. Early part of chapter 1 towards chapter 14. But chapter 1 has over 50 verses. By 14, he has finished. He has come on man. He has become man. And then guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He became man. And, and he continued. He said, he declared the Father to us. Verse 18. Grace and truth came with him. Verse 17. And then he went to, went to, he said, then he brings John in. Because he had to introduce somebody. And then he brings John in. And he says that there was a man sent from God. His name is John. Verse 6. But he jumped again to go to pick it from verse 20. That the Pharisees sent to ask John, who are you? Are you the one to come? He denied not. He said, I am not the one. And then he said, so who are you? He said, I am the voice of the one crying in the wilderness. Make way, prepare you the way of the Lord. So then John was baptizing in the river side called Eno, around Jordan. And then Bible says that people were coming to be baptized. And then he saw verse 28. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 28. These things were done in where there was my, okay, verse 29. Go to verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold, John is the one who wrote the book of Revelation. Wow. He's the one who wrote John. No one in the Bible knew Jesus as the Lamb. John saw Jesus coming. He was to, watch this, he was to introduce him. John the Baptist, he came to introduce him. He came and he saw him. He said, behold, he didn't introduce us anything, but he said, the Lamb of God, what does the Lamb do? Takes away the sins of the world. He introduced him. So guess what? In the book of John, not John the Baptist, the book of John, the gospel according to John, Jesus was presented from eternity. And then when you read down, 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 you see him that as a lamb. Then right afterwards, the Holy Spirit was introduced as the dove. Like a dove. He says that I didn't know him. So actually, the Holy Ghost came before John introduced because he said, I didn't know him. But him who sent me to baptize with water, verse 30 down was, said to me, The one upon whom you see the Spirit descend in, and, and said to he is the one that baptized John chapter 1, verse 31. And he said, that he, he revealed to me, that therefore, he might, that he might be revealed. Okay, I did not know him, but that Jesus should be revealed. That's why I've come. He came to introduce Jesus. That I'll, until you are introduced. So the one who introduced, you have to listen to what he's telling because you don't know the one he's introduced. I've been sent to introduce them, but what I say about the one I've been asked to introduce you tell you who the one I'm introducing is. And when John the Baptist came, he didn't say that this is a, a, just a Messiah or this is a prophet or this. He said, behold, this is the Lamb of God who takes, I'm introducing the Lamb to you. And so he says that, how do you know he's the one? Even you didn't know him, but you have been asked to come and introduce. How did you know? He said, the one 
one who sent me told me that. He said, did not know him. Verse 32, verse 32, verse 32, verse 32. He says that, and John bore witness that he uh, saying, I saw the Spirit of God descending upon him. He said, how did I know him? Go for verse 33. Go to verse 33. He said, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon him whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is the one who, this is the, the Messiah. I baptized so many people. I baptized so many. Many people. But this one's baptism was different. As soon as he came out of the water, the Holy Spirit came upon And I knew the Lamb of God. This is why I come. My job is done. Behold, the Lamb of God. So John, in eternity, presenting Jesus, in the, came in the flesh. He came to be baptized as the Lamb. He was represented as the Lamb. And then we see the Holy Spirit comes on the scene. Look at what John is doing. John chapter 1. Then Jesus afterwards was working with some people, and then they go and bring, they went and brought Peter. Then when he saw Peter, verse 42, he said, You are Simon? You are, your name shall no longer. He said, and when they, brought, uh, when they brought him to Jesus, now Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon of jo son of Jonah, you shall be called Cephas. You shall be called what? Safe. You shall be called what? Safe. What is Cephas? Oh, come on, preach with what is Cephas? What is Cephas? What has stone got to do with a disciple? Because his job was to come and gather stones. For what? For what? For what? God has only one agenda. It's the build. So he's gathering us as stones. So you see stone has featured there. And then Nathaniel too comes. Nathaniel comes. First, in the first time when he was invited to come and see Jesus, in verse 46, he says, can any good thing come from Nazareth? So they brought him. And then when he saw Jesus Christ, Jesus said, a true Israelite in whom there is no guile. How did you know, Rabbi? Jesus saw Nathaniel coming and said, Jesus saw Nathaniel coming, go back, go back. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and he said to him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. The next verse, Nathaniel saw, he was blown away. He said, Nathaniel said, how did you know me? Jesus said, he said, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. <laughs> Only, I said, only God knew what he was doing. Another Do that. When someone tells you, when he says that, before they called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you. Nathaniel, no, oh, wow. uh, this guy is coming to read my email now. <laughs> He's about to read my mail. He was so amazed. Listen to this. He was so amazed. He said, Rabbi, you are the son of the living God. You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. He confessed what only God reveals to people. And then as soon as he conferred Christ on him, he said, you are the Christ, you are the son of living. Do you know what Jesus said? He wasn't quiet. What did he say? Because I said to you this year, believe in. Huh. Believe this, you will see greater things. Ah, there are things to come. That is the ultimate. He point, watch this, this is where I'm going. He pointed him to eternity. John is an amazing man. John wrote from eternity, started the book of John in the beginning, and he ended at how it's going to be in eternity. So look at that. Verse, then Jesus answered and said, because I said, go to the next verse 51. He said that when you see, and most assuredly I say to you, therefore, you shall see heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's, 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 what's it called? A place where angels ascend and descend. What's it called? Oh, house of God. Wow. What's it called? Read your Bible. Genesis. He said, and Jacob, when the, the, 
patriarchal blessing of Abraham raptured, captured Jacob. The first thing that he got was he saw heaven open. And he saw that place. He said, this is the house of God, Bethel. And Jesus said, you see greater things. Now you believe me, this is where this whole thing is going. It's going to Bethel, the house of God. He started from eternity, passed into John, John chapter 1. In the beginning, and he finished it with what how it's going to be in eternity. But in between, we saw the lamb. In between, we saw Christ becoming man. We saw the lamb, we saw the dove, and we saw the stones. Never underestimate this nature, the lamb, the dove, the stones. That's why Christ is the stone with seven eyes. So, having understood that he's the stone, so he's not just someone who, is, are you getting something at all? Yes. He's not just someone who redeems us. He's, <laughs> Lord, thank you, Jesus. Listen, he's the builder of the house. Yes. Why did he redeem us? He redeemed us to build the house so that we will become building materials. But you, how can that be? Because there's too much junk in me. Mm. How can that can I take you a little bit? He said, I spoke about the menorah. That's the Hebrew name for the lampstand. It's called menorah. All right. So Jews don't joke with the menorah. And the menorah, when you check with uh, Wikipedia, menorah is only, it is a lamp, special lamp with seven, uh, lamp, sorry, special lampstand with seven branches, which was made God gave Moses the stipulation was made of pure gold without mixture. According to Exodus 25, verse 31. No, fine beating hammered gold, no mixture. Some of you don't know, but may I say this to you? Everything in scripture has meanings. When you see the, when Jesus was born, they brought in frankincense, Mary, gold. Gold is the nature of God. In the Bible, gold signifies, stands for the nature of God. And so the menorah, the lampstand is made up of pure, I said Exodus chapter 25 verse 31, it's made up of pure gold. You shall also make a lampstand of pure gold. Say pure gold. Pure. Say pure gold. Pure. So the pure gold means that it's, it's just gold. Yeah. Anytime you see lampstand, you have to remember house of God. Every time you see lampstand, it's, there's nowhere in the Bible where lampstand is not connected to the house of God. So lampstand stands for the, so that's the first time it actually appears in the Bible, Exodus. When they were telling, he was giving Moses instructions to build the tabernacle, and he said, it must have lampstand. And so in Exodus, watch this, in Exodus, in, in, in theology, there's something called type, types, typology. So typology, let, let's say, um, when you look at the lamb that Abraham sacrificed to God, he was a type of the actual lamb. So the, in a certain way, that lamb was reflecting the main lamb. So that lamb was a type of the way Adam was the one who sinned and we all sinned. So he was a type in, of Christ. In what way? So that he was obedient, Christ was obedient, and all of us inside him automatically are obedient, have become obedient to God. Do you understand that? So it's a type. Isaac was a type of Christ. His father sacrificed him. Christ, his father sacrificed him, his only son. Joseph, remember? Zaphonaphaniah. Joseph was a type of Christ. Moses was a type of Christ. That he was the one who brought them out of Egypt. 
Christ brought us, brings us out of the world, all right, from Pharaoh's grips and all that. So, when we, and so in theology, we say, when you say something is a type, it's like it is foreshadowing something bigger. Yeah. Thing. Now, so this word, typologically, that means in, the, in terms of types, all right? Now, the, typologically, the lampstand is a type of Christ. Because he, the, in the lampstand, there was nothing like sunlight. No, you don't have sunlight. Sorry, I said lamp. In the tabernacle, no. In the in the holy of you don't. Have, there's no light. It's the lampstand. So it was the the only main light, the light that comes from God, and it's pure gold. Christ is the light of the world. And so the way the lampstand was the only light in the tabernacle, Christ is the light. Christ actually is our lampstand. It's very important. You you have to understand that. He's our lampstand. Now watch this. This is deeper. It's going deeper. I saw in the first time, Exodus, the lampstand appeared in the Bible. It was representing Christ. But then it appeared again to us in the Bible, in the tabernacle, any part of the Old Testament, but towards the latter part of the Old Testament, lampstand appears again. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I'm going to show you something that is quite exciting. Are you ready for it? Zechariah, he said, now the angel who talked to me or talked with me came back and he woke me as a man who's awakening out of the sleep. That verse 2 is where we should have started, but that's okay. And the angel, he said to me, what do you see? He woke me up, open my What do you see? And so I said, I looked, and there is a lampstand of solid gold. Anytime you see lampstand, think about church. Oh, let me say, let me not say church, the house of God, for it to be easier for them. Every lampstand always has to do with the house of God. So he said, I, and I look, I look, and there was a lampstand, solid of solid gold with a bowl on top of it and on the stand seven lamps with seven pipes to the seven lamps. This lamp stand has seven lamps. We are going somewhere. Seven lamps. Say seven lamps. Seven lamps. So I said that's what I saw. So, the, so what's the meaning of this then? Go to the next verse. You want to know what that means? Go to the next verse. And I saw two olive tree, uh, trees uh, 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 two olive trees by eight, one on the right by another. Okay, the, the, the next verse. See, so I answered and spoke to the angel and who talked with me, saying, what are these, my Lord? Is that not what you're also thinking about? Yes. You are waking from your sleep, you are sleeping. <laughs> okay. Son of man, what do you see? I see a golden lampstand with seven lamps and pipes connected to the branch. And then he said, angel, what's the meaning of this? What does that mean? And go to the next verse, verse 5. Then you're not talking to me, answered and said, Do you not know what is this? Uh? I said, No, I don't know. So, wait, wait. What are these? The angel should have just told me, but I said, Don't you know? So, I said, I don't know. So, the angel answered and said, What was the angel going to answer? What, what answer was he going to do? What uh, give? What the lambs are. To tell him what the lambs are. Is that, does that make sense? Yeah. So he was ask, answering in re, a response to these lambs you saw. Yeah. This is what they are. Yeah. Look at it, verse 6. Then the angel says, So he answered me and said, This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel not by might, not by power. Huh? This lampstand means that it is by the Spirit. Wow. Ah, so the lampstand is pointing to the Spirit of the Lord? Say the spirit. I really feel like preaching, you know. He said, by the spirit, says the Lord of of hosts. And then, 
Spirit. So that by the spirit, not by might. Might for what? Power for what? Spirit for what? Go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. Go to, who are you, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? You shall become a plain. Said, so this is what God is telling Zerubbabel. Don't be afraid of the mountains. Don't be afraid of the obstacle. It shall become, because the spirit of God is actually going to accomplish this. Right? Watch this. It shall become a plain. And it shall bring forth the capstone. What's the capstone? Top stone. Say stone. Say stone. Capstone. Those days, when you built and you finish the project, the building, you now have to bring the stone, the final, it's like a roofing. They used to use some, they use capstone to cap everything. But he's been building, suddenly, they don't want him to finish. Satan doesn't want you to finish well in Christ. Ah. This is how Paul asked the Galatian church. He said, you started so well. Who has bewitched you? You started so well, sir. Don't let Satan trick you out of your calling. You got to finish. But how, how are you going to finish? Not by might. Not by power. Not by might. Not by power. But by my spirit. Because you have been called for a purpose. Some of you who have been working in church and suddenly you are beginning to lose heart. You are beginning to be weak need. You are beginning to be discouraged. You have to finish this thing. The hand of Zerubbabel started, it must finish it. it can, no, nothing can keep you, kick you out of church work. Nothing can stop you from doing more for God. Nothing can stop you from, from giving God a little bit more. Because the, the hand of Zerubbabel has started, the same hand will finish it. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. Let's go back to the test because of my time. So he said, this is what the spirit of the Bell, hey, he went to ask the question, what's the meaning of this lampstand? He said, the lampstand tells you that it is by my spirit. For what? The Bell's hand has started the work. Verse seven, verse seven. The hand of Zerubbabel has laid the foundation. So, and he said, hold on, you shall become a plane and you bring the capstone. Go to the next verse and see. It tell you he's talking about building. Moreover, the Lord, the word of the Lord came and said, saying, came to be saying, go ahead. One question he asked, the lampstand. He says, the hand of Zerubbabel has laid the foundation. That's building. Talking about a building, has laid the foundation. His hand shall also finish this thing. Of foundation of what? The temple. This lampstand has got to do with the house of God. I, listen, listen, I need to finish this. This lampstand has got to do with the accomplishing of God's house. God's building. The lamb. L-A-B, L-A-M-B, the Lamb of God sitting on the throne. He's there reminding us that his main thing is building. That's why he's standing. Ah, remember. His main thing is building the church. And when we saw the Lamb, he's full of ice and horn. This ice makes him a stone for the building. He says, the hand of Jezebel has laid the foundation of this temple. His hands shall also finish it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. So this... Manora, the lampstand I saw, had to do with the spirit finishing the temple. Even though you see Zerubbabel, it's the spirit behind it. Remember, the lampstand had seven branches. The horn, the eye, the, the, the lamb had, the lamb of God had seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. That's where I'm going. So it's not just the eyes to, to purify us, but the eyes to work something into us 
the spirit to inject something so much of God into us. And so, and so he said, now the lampstand is reflecting the spirit. Let's continue. Give me that, back that text. Huh? Is someone learning something? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Then you will know that a lot of us. Look at verse 10. That's where I'm going to end on this particular chapter. For who has despised the days of small beginning? For the seven rejoice. For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line of the, uh, the plumb line in the hand of Jerusalem. These are the eyes of the Lord, which can't. He says the seven lampstand you saw. The seven. So, so this is all about the building of God. He said the Bible will finish it by the Spirit, and he said these are the seven. The, these are the seven eyes of the Lord. Then you go to Revelation chapter. 5, verse 6. He said, the, the, uh, go to Revelation 5:6. Oh, before we go, okay, let me, once we are already here, just, just look at this. As to the lamb, as though it has been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God. Has God got seven spirits? Wait, I thought it's only one spirit. How about these seven spirits? What is this seven spirit for? Look at chapter, chapter 4, verse 5. Revelation chapter 4, verse 5. And from the, the throne proceeds lightnings, thunderings, voices, seven lambs of, is it say lampstand, of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirit. The lambs are the spirit and the eyes. So if the lambs are the spirit and the eyes are the spirit, then the lambs and the eyes, that's why there's burning. All right. It's, it's a whole, but don't go too deep into that. I just want you to understand that the eyes of the lamb, which are for burning and purging, are the seven spirits of God. For what? For it says that in the first time when the menorah, the lampstand was, was presented in the Bible, it was a type of Christ. Now, later part of the Old, Old Testament is not, not just a type of Christ, it's actually the spirit. Does it make sense when Jesus said that you have to be happy I'm going, because if I don't go, the spirit will not come? Now, I'm getting to the message now. Not by might. Anytime you say that, don't just be thinking about your breakthrough. My God, yeah, yeah. Be thinking about the church, the house of God. God, it takes the spirit, it takes the spirit of God to build the house of God. Your talent cannot build it. Your talent is too incapable, insufficient, polluted. Your talent is not good enough. You, you must be saturated like a shepherd. Can I show you something? Can I show you something? Yeah. These eyes which are the spirit. I'll come to the seven spirits of God. What, why seven? I've told you already, completion. But I'll come to that. Let me, but, but do you know how God is like? Do you know how God is like? Revelations, Revelations chapter 4. He said, I saw the one who sat on the throne. Verse 3. And he looked like... Let's all read it out from the screen. Are you ready to read it? Let's read it out loud. Let's go. It's okay, it's okay. How was he like? How was God like? Jasper. He was like what? A Jasper. That's why it's a special stone. Special mineral. It's mineral. Jasper. Say Jasper. So when you see God, you actually, he looks like Jasper. Jasper? Yes, Jasper! <laughs> and God's plan is he's building this house which becomes like the heavenly city, the Jerusalem, the bride of Christ. 
The bride is a built house. It's a built house. God is building. And the building materials are the Christians. But let's, let's take it a little further. And so, John said, I saw. And he said, um, John, John chapter 21, verse 9. He said, he told me, come, come, let me show you the, the wife of the lamb. As soon as uh, uh, 21 verse 9, he laid a fire on a coal. Go to the next verse 10. Go to the verse 10. Then Jesus, uh, Jesus said to No, Revelations 21. I said, John, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Revelation 21 verse 9. Revelation 21. And he cried, Revelation 21 verse 9. And one of the seven angels, watch, 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 watch this. I will show you the bride. What? The, the lamb's wife. What is the bride? Is the, lamb, the, the lamb has got a wife. So we are waiting to see a woman. There are four major women in the Bible. They are called the women, the woman of the Bible. Number one woman is called Eve. The second woman of the text of the Bible is in Ephesians chapter 5. Husband, love your wives. That woman there is the same, is connected to Eve. The third woman is in Revelation chapter 12. He said, and I saw a woman sitting on the sun, clothed. And then the fourth woman is this one, the lamb, the new Jerusalem. Okay, sorry, what did I say? Revelation chapter 21, look at this. Revelation chapter 21, he said, come and let me show you the wife. So let's go and look at the wife then, let's go. Let's go into the text, let's go, verse 10. And he carried me away in the, in the spirit to a great, mount, a great and a high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem descending out of, ah, you are showing me the wife, you are showing me a city. Is the city, the, the, city, the wife, show me the city. Go to the next verse. They started this the city had, uh, having the glory of God, her light was like the most precious stone. Like what? Ah, so you can tell. He began to see a reflection of God in the city. And then verse 18 says that it had walls which are jasper. Look at verse 18. It said the construction of the walls were jasper. God was like jasper. The city, the building of God is now also looking like jasper. Verse 19, its foundation with different stones were like jasper. Jasper, there's so much like God. How did God get this? God is unique. God is eternal. There's none like God. How has he been able to work himself into a building? Work himself so much that materials for the building has become like him. That's the work of the lamb. So I can put it this way, jasperization. Something has been jasperized. Something has been jasperized. I didn't get what I'm talking about. Tell someone, it looks like I'm being jasperized. Jasper meaning the nature of God, okay? All right, so it's like, it's like you, you, you. Look at you and your history. And even though you say you are born again, the things that sometimes you can do and think, and yet God said, you are the, the most, the right product for the building of my house. It's you? And so how can he turn me into Jasper looking? You are being Jasperized. How? By the eyes that are burning something out of you, and the eyes are the spirit that is working God into you. So the spirit of God is, is what is now working. Right, right, right. What is the job of the spirit of God? 
Work. He said, not by might. But the Spirit is working the nature of God. Fire purifies us, and the Spirit is That's why Jesus said, don't, don't be sorry I'm going, because the Spirit is coming. If I don't go, the Spirit can come. The Spirit will have to come, and suddenly begin to begin a transformation process. There is something called petrified wood. I don't know if you have heard that before. You don't know. Okay. You know, petrified wood. You have an idea. I need to hear and see what you, you think it is. Tell us something. Sorry? Thank you. What is it? He said, I believe it's an ancient. Okay. You, you are not wrong. You're right. I think we should clap for her. Ancient wood that has been refined, but it really, you won't understand it. It's, it's the name given to a special type of fossilized remains of terrestrial vegetation. Don't worry. What? what, what eh? It is what? It's the result of a tree or tree-like plants having completely transitioned to stone. It's okay. So it's a tree-like plant. It's a tree-like plant that has been completely transitioned into stone. That's why he said it's uh, ancient something. Because it's no more a tree. It's no more a plant. It's now a stone. But how did it become a stone? Through a process called um, permineralization. It goes through permineralization. Per now it has been mineralized. Per mineral, you know permineralized? So did you see that? Is, is it? Okay, tell us. Read it quickly. Finish the reading. It is the result of a tree or tree-like plants having completely transitioned to stone by the process of permineralization. It's a process. What, what's that process? They pass water through it. They pass water through the wood for, so they pass through water. They pass water through it for a long time, gradually, and wash away the natural wood components. Okay. After a while, it has now lost its woodness to adopt something else it was initially wasn't. Yeah. What has it got to do with this? The Spirit of God has brought you to church to take you through permineralization. Because when the fire comes, it will burn the wood. But the stone, God only uses stones, stones. Stones that take on so much of God such that we then become like, we are just paralyzed. We are pe like petrified wood. And now you are not that much by he's working himself into you. By the spirit, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Shout hallelujah. <laughs> So, so you see the lamb, you see the lamb sitting, he's working. The eyes, seven eyes, are the seven spirits of God. Let me, let me draw a curtain on this quickly, on the spirit of God. So, thank you, Jesus. In our mode, in the, after the resurrection, it is not really now, God's spirit is working intense, yeah, and doing an intensified work in the church to jasperize us. So eyes are burning the chaff out of you. 
when you are talking about church work and church things, and you say, me, me, I, 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 I didn't, I, me, ask me. You just need a bit of junk to be cleared out. Because should he, he said, for me to live is Christ. Right. To die is gay. Something must die. God must take you through a process. That's why you are in church. Have you realized that coming to church doesn't mean everything has become nice? Yeah. No. If you come born again, you realize that you are going through a process. Some of the miracles are not coming as fast as when the testimonies you had. <laughs> because, you see, God didn't call you to, to give you a house. How? Mm. Ah, how mean? How cheap? Let me finish this. So, the, we are in the church. God has taken you through a lot of process. Yeah. And He's still working on all of us. Mm. Some of you think being pastor means you have arrived. No, no. It's even a lot more work. Well, sir. You are not aware God is trying to work something through you and work something into you. His job is to build himself into you. So by the time you are dying, by the time he's coming back, he's coming for the bride. The bride has been jasperized. Like a petrified wood. Like a wood that has gone through a process of permineralization. permineralization. Very important. Seven spirits. Seven is the completion of God's um, operation on earth. So why seven spirits? Because it's, it's not, it's just the menorah, yeah. the candlestick. How many candlesticks is it? Seven. Hey. How many lampstand? How many candle lampstand is it? It's one lampstand. But how many lamps? Seven. So it has seven branches, but it's one. Seven, but it's one. It's one. The Spirit of God, in essence, is one. But in operation, in this last day t- church, it's like seven. Right. Intensified. Intensified work of the Spirit. Yeah. It's intensified work of the Spirit. Yeah. Intensified work of the Spirit. The eyes are on you. The Spirit is on you. Look at this. In the epistles, Romans chapter 1 verse 7, it says, grace to you from the God the Father and Jesus Christ. The greatest of the epistles, Romans chapter 1 verse 7, it said to all our room, grace, uh, grace to you and peace from where? God our Father and the what? That's it. So all the greatest in the epistles, he said, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 1, verse 3, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 1, verse 2, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 2, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians chapter 1, verse 2, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First Thessalonians chapter, uh, Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 2, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Titus chapter 1, verse 4, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, 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 Philemon, verse 3, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 1, verse 2, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. It's throughout. God our Father and the Lord. Third John, third John, verse 2, God our Father. And the, it's all God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. God. But Revelation chapter 1, verse 4. It's the greetings were always grace to you from God. When he wrote there, he said, to the seven churches in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. That's God the Father, isn't it? Yes. Then, it should, it be the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But this time, it's the Father. Look at the next one. And what? And from the seven spirits who is before the throne. Wow. It should have been the Father, 
the son, he said, when you go, Matthew 28, 19, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. It has always been the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. It has always been the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And when the epistles, all the epistles, the writings, grace to you from God the Father and the, the suddenly in Revelation, he said, grace to you from God the Father and the Spirit, and then God, the Spirit who is before the, the next one, verse 5, look, then verse 5, and from Jesus. So it's like the Father, the Spirit, and the Son. Why? Because now it is the work of the Spirit. Intensified work. Seven spirits. The intensified because God is busily jasperizing us. Amen. The seven spirits of God is working. So when you read Revelation, when he says that the church, seven letters to the other churches, when he finished writing the letter, Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, he says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to, not what Christ says to the church. Revelation, I said, chapter, chapter 2, verse 7. He said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse 11, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse 17, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 2, verse 29, he who has an ear, verse 29, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 3, verse 6, who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 3, verse 13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation chapter 3, verse 22. He who has an ear, let him hear what the, is the spirit that is like. He's speaking. He's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. The reason why he is still the lamb, but now he's busily building through the seven spirits. He's building the church. He's building you into the building. He's turning you into the building materials. So when the revelation, the book of Revelation is finishing, you know why? Who says, he said, the, the spirit and the bride says, Revelation 22, verse 17. He said, the spirit and the bride. Now the church and the spirit are speaking together. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.